enjoying sharing with you some of my favorite Bible passages, and I want to continue today with Psalm number 139. Psalm 139, I want to read for today's episode the first nine verses uh, of Psalm 139, and I'll begin reading from the Open Bible Translation, and it reads, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou dost know when I sit down and when I rise up. Thou dost understand my thought from afar. Thou dost scrutinize my path and my lying down and art intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before There is a word on my tongue. Behold, O Lord, thou dost know it all. Thou hast enclosed me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain to it. Where can I go from thy spirit? Or where can I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, thou art there. And as I consider this psalm from this just one translation alone, this particular one uh, had a subheading under it entitled God's omnipresence and omniscience and the word omnipresence means God is everywhere all at the same time so God is with you right now as he is with me as he is with everyone uh, everywhere Um, God is present and then omniscience means is all-knowing. God is all-knowing. So God knows everything about each and every one of us. Whether we acknowledge him as our Lord and Savior or not, God knows everything about each and every one of us. So he is everywhere, and he knows everything. And this particular psalm really focuses on those two attributes of God being omnipresent and omniscient. I want to uh, give you a little backstory of this psalm at this point. And um, I was reading several different commentaries and different uh, points of um, points that were taken about this psalm. And it says that, that this particular psalm is really one of the more uh, well-known and well-beloved psalms, and it's for a good reason. This psalm speaks of the pervasive presence of God. That means God is everywhere. No matter what is going on, God's presence is there. Now, whether we acknowledge it or not, that's on us. But God is everywhere, and His intimate knowledge of us. God knows each of us intimately, not just superficially, 
for God knows the very workings of our heart. We're going we're gonna to find out um, in other translations, especially, but even what I just read, that God knows my very thoughts. He knows my thoughts before they become thoughts. God knows my thoughts before they become spoken words out of my mouth or an action. God knows all of that. That's just how intimately he knows me. He knows each of us. And so it is a beautiful passage full of richness in relationship with our God. It reminds us that we are completely under his care, that he has created us with purpose, and that he loves us so much, and that he will always be with us. Now I want to read uh, the same passage from the NIV translation. Psalm 139, and it says, O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heavens, to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, you are there. Praise God. Praise God for his word. Now listen uh, again at verse 5. You hem me he, you hem me in. You're behind me. You're before me. Do you get the idea, the feeling that God is wanting us to know that he wants us to be just that close to him where every movement, every heartbeat, uh, we know of his presence and we know that he is taking into account each of those different functions in our body, in our thinking, in every part of us. God is aware of those things. I want to read from the Amplified Translation, and it says, O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. Thoroughly, it says, and have known me. Verse 2, you know when I sit down and when I rise up my entire life, everything I do. Why? Because God is omniscient. He knows everything. God knows everything about you. He knows your past. He knows your present. God knows even your future. And he wants to be intimate and close to us in such a way that he can lead us in the right direction that will bring about the most successful conclusion or result. God wants to be able to guide and lead us in that area. Then it says, you understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. 
The word scrutinize means you, you examine or, or you inspect closely and thoroughly um, the way that I'm traveling, the way that I should be traveling. You know all of that. You know all of the bumps that will be in the road that I will encounter, you know, uh, as I follow you. And even if I don't follow you, you know all of that and you weigh all of that and you and you give us um, your spirit to guide us and to lead us in the right direction. But even when we choose to go our own way apart from you, you are still constantly even then nudging us back to yourself. You are still even then calling us back. Get on the right path, Regina. I'm over here. Don't go there. You've gone too far away. Come this way. And then it says, even, um, I'm sorry, back to verse 3. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. And you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken, you know what I'm about to say. And more importantly, not only does God know what I'm about to say, but God knows why I am about to say it. God even knows my motive for saying what I'm about to say. And then it says, Behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before. You have enclosed me behind and before. And you have placed your hand upon me. Such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. If we knew everything about ourselves, like God knows everything about us, it would be, it would be mind-boggling for us. We would not be able to handle it or even comprehend it. And it says right here, it is too high above me. I cannot reach it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the netherworld, the place of the dead, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, you are there. Praise God. Let's look at... um, the Passion Translation. And the subheading here says, You knew all about me. That is a subheading of this particular psalm in the Passion Translation. It says, You know all, A-L-L, which means all, about me. It says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind now I want to interject here and I didn't say this before but this is a psalm that is attributed to having been written by King David and we know that King David failed he sinned before God when he took the wife um, of Uriah Bathsheba had Uriah killed And because Bathsheba was pregnant, he married her. And and so we know that David was not a sinless man. But we do also know that he was a man after God's own heart. And God knew that. 
And this is what we have to remember. God, God knows when we're for real. God knows when we are really seeking him. God knows when we are truly repentant. God knows when we're truly sorry for the sins that we commit against him and how we hurt others. And when we say that we're sorry, God knows when we mean those things. If in fact we're really honest about, I'm really sorry that I hurt you. I'm really sorry that I failed, Lord, and I committed that sin, that wrong. And I'm asking you for forgiveness. And I want to turn around and go the opposite way. I want to to please you. I don't want to uh, only be about what I want at the point of hurting someone else. And sometimes even just hurting myself. I want to be real with you and I want to be pleasing to you in everything I do and say. And so... So David knew that. He knew that God was forgiving. He knew that God was understanding. And he says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. So um, so God had obviously forgiven him. And God um, was, was allowing him and letting him see that I am here with you, David. And David says, you perceive my every movement of my heart and soul. You understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. And then verses 3 through 4 says, You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. There is nothing that we can keep from God. There is no dark secret. There is no secret that we can just push into a closet in the back room that no one ever goes into if ever and close the door and lock it for no one else to enter in. God knows that thought or those hidden sins or those hidden secrets. God knows all about it. And then it says again, you read my heart like an open book and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins so just consider the intimacy that this is bringing up God knowing my heart God knowing all the things about me that I know to be just uh, dark God sees that too but God doesn't look at the darkness in us as if it can't be fixed as if we are doomed to live with that all throughout our days. God looks at that as being what he knows that he can help us through to overcome, to conquer with his power, with his might. God is totally secure in who he is and what he can do through us. So God does not look at the negative uh, as we would as an end-all. God looks at it as being another way to prove and to show himself strong for each of us. So God will take the negatives. God will take those secret sins. God will take those things that we think that if we were God and we were wearing, you know, God's, uh, uh, if we were God for ourselves, that I would never forgive her of that or I would never forgive him of that. Not so. God doesn't look at us that way. Yes, it's hurtful. 
because we're his children and, he, and, he, and it hurts him when we hurt ourselves. It does, just as if you're a parent, you're hurt when you see your child hurting. That hurts you too, especially when you know that you could have helped them or if you had maybe um, guided them a different direction or whatever, or maybe they did, just didn't take heed to what you had told them before already and decided to go their own way. And you know that they have to go through that. They have to live through that consequence. But you know that you'll be there for them on the other side of it. And God is as much that way with us. He's just a super parent. God is a super parent. And so he is not going to let our failures keep us there. Um, only if we choose to stay there. But he wants to take those failures and he wants to help us to use them as stepping stones to grow, to grow up and to be better. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it says, you've gone into my future to prepare the way and in kindness you follow behind me. So God is preparing the future for us to follow him into it. And he, in kindness, is following us behind so that those past secret sins can't overtake us to bring us back and pull us back in or to draw us back into that old way of life. God can do that for us if we let him. And then it says, to spare me from the harm of my past. Let me read the whole thing again here. This is verse 5 in the Passion Translation. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow me to spare me from the harm of my past. That's just how all-powerful God is. That is the omnipotent God that we serve. And we talked about the God who is omniscient, who knows everything about everyone. We talked about the God who is omnipresent, who is everywhere at the same time. But here is a God who is omnipotent, where he is able to follow from behind in kindness in order to spare us from the harm of our past. God can protect and deliver us from the past that we've lived through that will try to come in and overtake us to pull us back and to make us somehow think that we can never outlive that. They will always be here to drag you down. God wants to help us and to spare us from the harm of that. And then it says, you have laid your hand on me. Verse 6 says, this is just too wonderful and deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. You wonder, I wonder... Lord, how can you, how can you, that's what, how can you do all this? But why would you want to? God is a God who is in love. He is in love with you. He is in love with me. And then they're all, they're, at the same time, that also strengthens me because I know of his unconditional love for me that God will do and has already done what it took to get me in this position. I didn't get in this position just because I was all that. 
I got to be in this position and you got to be in this position because of what Christ did. And we cover that in Romans chapter 5. What Christ did in Romans chapter 8. What Christ did justifying us, acquitting us, putting us in right relationship back with the Father through His shed blood. Through His shed blood, dying on the cross and then completing the transaction by being raised from the dead. That had to be there. He had to be raised from the dead to complete this transaction, to complete this assignment, to prove that he is the undisputed champion, that nothing or no one is greater than him. And then it says, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. So God is everywhere you are. God is everywhere I am. God is with us. He is with us and he is there to spare us from our past hurt. He is there to encourage us, to guide us, to show us the right direction to to go into. He won't force us there, but he will certainly show us and shed a light on that path that is best for us. Why? Because he's already traveled that way. And so he knows what is best and he wants that for us. So I pray and, and I trust that this has helped you and that you would understand how intimately aware of, of God, that God is of you, that God is of me. He is aware of us in such a personal and intimate way. And he expresses that intimacy through his unconditional love and through his steadfastness and being with us, never forsaking us. So be encouraged today and know that God is with you. God is for you. God is here to direct and to lead you by his spirit into a greater realm of blessing. God bless you.